Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> this is Christy Vera's Comedy Pod. Um, so what I do is I kind of... I work on my jokes that I want to do later in the day. Um, and I just kind of go over things. There's a lot to talk about. I don't know. Fuck. God damn it. I hate, I hate introductions. That's why I can't do TikTok. Like I, I will. It's just so hard. It's so stressful to do TikTok for me because every video you have to introduce yourself again. You don't have to, but like, I feel like I do. Like, I, I just hate introductions, man. Yeah, I don't like them. So, um, I just want to go into kind of my first, so these are premises, a lot of these are just premises that are not ready for me to tell them on stage. Um, and so I have this one idea about how like ears are ugly, like ears are, gro ears are weird and gross. Ears are insane. Your face can be pretty, like, my face is kind of cute. You know, my face is very orderly and neat. But then, what's the, the, the one problem with my head area is my ears, I think. I mean, they're, uh, ears are weird. And, um, what if we cut our ears off? Doctors would say that you can't hear as well, but I beg to differ, dude, like, you can definitely, what do you care, like, the hearing is inside your head, you don't need all this skin and, like, whatever, you know, all these bone, like, cartilage, I mean, here we are, look at all the people who have, like, 20 earrings, is their hearing affected? No, dude, that's a great point, somebody who has 20 earrings all over the place, you, if these sound waves are supposed to be echoing perfectly off of all these, you know, ridges, then wouldn't that be affected? It isn't. I think, I beg, I think that if I cut my ears off, I would be able to hear just fine. So, um, and so as you can see, that's like a premise. There's no part at the end that's like the big finale. There's no, like, there's, there, it's just kind of this funny thought. And so I kind of work on it and think about it for a little while. And then I'm like, no, I give up. Fuck it. Next time. Um, so I'll just kind of tell you about my day for a second. First of all, I, uh, I had a little bit of a hard time being motivated today um, to, like, get up and shit. And one of the biggest things that people say, like, really productive people say to stay motivated is to know your why. Like, I hope you can't hear these cars, I swear to God. Um, to know your why, like, you're doing something. You need to figure, you, you need to be doing something. You're doing, you're getting something done. Like, for me, I am, uh, what's my goal? Um, to get really good at comedy, and I want to be, you know, financially stable. Like, I want to, dude, I want an even bigger goal, honestly, so that I work even harder. I want to make $100,000 this year. Not like we're about to hit, hit the end of the year. I mean like this whole next year. I want to make $100,000. And that sounds like nothing. Like I'm a fucking adult. That sounds like aren't adults supposed to make that money? Well, no, because I'm a fucking brand new comedian. So I'm actually making like zero. I'm making like from comedy, maybe $100 in a month to be um generous now there's a helicopter above and there's in austin if there's a helicopter above it means there's an active shooter running around there's no like rich people in helicopters so um my why uh you need a big why because whenever you get late like you need a big um why are you doing what you're doing you know if you're in school you are trying to get to a certain university so that you can get to a certain career and you have to keep asking why 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 until you get to the part of like okay I want to be able like for me 
kind of what stresses me out the most is um, I want to be able to um, give my parent give back to my parents. Like I really want to be rich enough or like financially able enough to send my parents on trips and to like make them have a good life for the rest of their lives. And while I'm being poor, sometimes like being a poor comedian, it's like, whatever. I almost lose the why a little bit. Cause I'm just like, no, this is fine. Like being completely broke is, is not that bad, but what stresses me out and brings me back to my why is actually that I can't help my parents at all when I'm broke. Like, in fact, they're paying for my car insurance because I can never, like, fucking afford to, like, send my car insurance money over to them. Um, so that's almost my why is, like, to get to a point where I can actually take care. That's the thing that's, like, most – if you keep asking me why because I'll be like, oh, comedy, you know, what I, like – but if you keep asking me why, I'll get to my parents. I will get to that. So, or just, you know, I want to be able to have, like, my own land, too, you know? See how my why isn't that strong? It's a little bit vague. You need to get to a point where your why is clear and strong. I used to, like, I remember when I was, uh, like, before all of this, like, going through school and stuff I my why was to go work at the UN so I could like fucking save the world basically that was my why and it was very strong like it it was pretty specific and um clear and all that stuff and it kept me going strong dude it was a very easy clear why and I got everything that I wanted except for actually saving the world as you can tell um now my why is a little bit like yeah it's like you need to have numerical goals. You need to have a certain, like, a specific um, thing that you're looking towards and stuff. And every time you feel unmotivated, have um, reminders of your why around so that you can be reminded, oh, shit, that's my why. And I care about that. Like, because when you're unmotivated, you don't care. It's easy for me to be unmotivated, like I was saying, because being broke is not that bad, actually. And so I'm like, bitch, I don't give a fuck. Like, my Netflix, I have a free Netflix. Like, ah, oh, I don't care. It's easy. So you do, you, you need to have a why. And, like, there, there needs to be a picture of it, you know, whatever, somewhere where you're like, oh, fuck, I care about that. I care about that. And, yeah, I want that. So that's my why. And, and now I'm motivated again. So that's literally your, literally your motivation. Um. Yeah, and so I was kind of thinking about that today, how I've been trying to, like, re-clarify, you know, clarify mine more. And then once you clarify it, uh, put out the reminders, you know, everywhere. Cool. Um, so, back to a premise. I have a... I was thinking about what do strippers do when they're on their period? Because... I, I don't know, dude, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, I guess my lack of care since I, like, quit my whole profession and everything and became, like, a wild child thing, like, my lack of care, I have messy periods now. Like, I never have, I'm never prepared. It's always this huge tragedy whenever I have a period, and it, but it happens every month. Like, I should be able to be prepared. It, it's a mess, dude. Um, you need to be prepared and you need to be organized with periods and you definitely shouldn't be naked dancing around on people. So do strippers take the week off when they have their period? Cause they can't have a string hanging out. Like they can't. And there's a lot of like, if you, there's something called a diva cup where there's no string hanging out, but it is kind of like out a little I think I don't know I, I never dance around naked when I'm on my period so I have literally like um and it's also messy dude like it comes through bro like it comes through um so I wonder what they what it is or maybe they're all on birth control <laughs> um is that mean 
I wonder what that means for me to like there's a certain type of girl that's definitely on birth control and I'm not one of them I took birth control for a little while and um I think it was making me an emotional person like I was crying a lot um and like getting in fights with like the people that I was dating and stuff a lot and I remember during one fight like it was such a bad fight and I suddenly I was like you know what I think this is the birth control and I think it was because it's like a blur um it was like a blur of like a lot of fights while I was on it so doesn't seem good it does not seem correct to be on birth control I don't think that that's a good idea so I'm your doctor and uh, let's figure out the stripper thing. This isn't gonna be like, you know, maybe later it'll make so much sense that I Google things and actually do my research before putting this out. But currently, right now, I'm not doing that. So, sorry. <clears throat> what the fuck is going on? Like, oh, so I had this like question. I don't know if this like hel helps anybody, but it's like, Somebody asked, like, yesterday, they were like, just, if you were dying tomorrow, this is, is this too basic? But it, for me, it's like, after a while, it serves as a great reminder, because, like, I just, nobody is asking that in my field. So, it's like, if, if you die tomorrow, is what you're doing, oh my god, what, if you knew that you were dying tomorrow, what would you do and say today? Like, who would, what would you say to who and what would you go do today? And does that change how you think about what you're doing now? Like if you know that you're dying tomorrow, is what you're doing now a waste of time? And does that change things? Because sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it's like, okay, you're just relaxing. Let yourself relax. Like you don't, it's like, oh, if I'm, if I'm dying tomorrow, I should go fucking visit my family right now. But that's not, that's not realistic for me to just go visit my family because, like, I might die tomorrow. That's not a realistic thing. So you have to kind of just <laughs> mull it over. And I think it's such a basic thing. But again, it's like, in my field, nobody's asking that. And so it's just been years since I've even heard that. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, am I doing what I want to be doing? right now and it, it just kind of hit me so I kind of hate that I said that I'm sorry that was too basic okay this one's a little bit uh it's it's weird how uncomfortable this one makes people um I said it in I said it in di different degrees at three comedy clubs yesterday um and people were like really freaked out by it but it's like bro like th this is mild like where are we at as a society this is a very mild uh joke premise um it's just silly i'm like tired of it okay uh i don't like saying the word black for black people do you see how, do you see my accent when I even say, I don't like saying the word black for black people. Like it's a very, it's a strong, loud word, even compared to the words that are around it. And it really bothers me. Like if you're, if you're around, um, four black people and for some reason you have to keep saying that word, you really start being like apologetic. You're like, sorry guys, I, uh, hey, the word is not comfortable to say. And my joke yesterday, I was like, uh, yeah, if you say like, yeah, he's really nice and he's actually a black person. Like, it's <laughs> damn it. I like messed it up again. It's a very strong word. Oh my God. My lights just turned off. And, uh, I don't. And then I was like, dude, what happened to the word thug? Because I know what happened to it. I remember when Fox News, it was like a fine word to say. And then Fox News really went on a rampage, making it into a uh, slur. Like they were like, thugs! Like they, they made it bad. And that was really sad, bro. I never got to grieve. I was too busy to grieve. Like that was very sad because I was, I was raised in Atlanta, man. And like, I don't know, I just... 
we enjoyed like that was a nice word it was a soft word thug is a very like it's like a very teddy bear soft well-rounded cute it's an adorable word you know shoddy one a thug like you know and we don't have that anymore we it's just so few we don't have that anymore so thank you I'm using a candle now. Um, <laughs> this is bullshit. Wait. Yeah. Oh, um, this is my shit from today. Yeah. Right. So, um, the big enough why is right here that I like wrote that down, but be careful what you consume and that's food, but it's also, like, energy and media, you know, negative people around you. Like, if you live in a household where there are just negative people around you and they, like, stay away from it as much as you be careful what you are consuming. Um, I know there's certain households where I go sometimes in my family and I literally I can't be myself because like they don't accept me so I have to like I already know now this character that they do accept so I like just act like that character but I lose myself bro I lose myself and it's not good like I kind of fucking go crazy whenever I go there because I um I like lose myself and I can't do any of my work like I for you know I forget who is the real me pretty fast and it's not good and then and then there's a lot on top of that there's still tons of like negativity and constant emotional battles um a lot of people deal with that and it's not worth it like you should avoid you need to avoid there's something that people um say like a you are the sum of the seven people that you spend the most time around. And that's a lot of people. Like, a lot of people are changing that to what it, who, who are your top five? What is your top five? Because five is good enough. Like, who are the five people that you're spending the most time with? And you need to pick those people carefully because those are the people that you are going to become like. So who do you want to become like? Oh, my God. I just ate a huge salad. Um, who do you want to become like? Uh, there's certain people that I find myself accidentally, I don't even understand, accidentally spending a lot of time with. And, and like, it's really nice to have this as a reminder, like written down, like really organize yourself, your top five, like really um, go back to it maybe once a week or so and be like, who were the fucking five people that I spent the most time with? And are those the people that I want to be mo that I want to be like, or, or is there somebody else that I really want to be like that? I can get into my top five that I can spend a m majority of my time, you know, my uh, social time with like, obviously, like if I want to be like, uh, there's certain heroes that I want to be like, but I can't spend time with them because they are famous and far away. Right? There's actually one that w needs a co-producer thing, and, I, and I'm about to fucking actually email him and, like, literally apply to be his co-producer so that I can be, so that he can be in my top five. Look, that's the type of shit is, like, try to get around the people that you want to be uh, like and try to make them into your top five. Don't let there be a fifth that is, like, a bad, like, you know, bad. If you don't want to be like someone, you should try to avoid, you know, keep them out of the top five. So I'm like trying to think about like my people. Like, I, like, I remember, I know my top one is somebody that I want to be more like. I have top two, top two. Yeah, I, I, I do pretty well with that. I just need to like, on my own time, like actually make sure that I organize that. Um, But yeah, so I... Uh, 
I'm going on a date and uh, I don't want to. This is like, as a broke comedian, a lot of us do like food delivery to kind of pay for, you got to pay for stuff, you know, and food delivery, look, I'm, um, I'm too good for food delivery. That's called having high standards for who you are. Like, uh, every time I go and do food delivery, the restaurant is so confused. They're like, wait, what? Like, they, it takes longer, actually, because they're so confused that I'm working for Grubhub or Uber Eats or whatever it is. Like, they're very confused because they know that, um, at least I seem, I look, I'm dressed, I'm, I'm holding myself like, I'm too good for this. Like, they're like, what could be, what could be the problem? Why are you doing food delivery? And I have a lot of friends that I really look up to who do food delivery because in, comedians. But they're kind of, uh, no offense, uglier guys and stuff. So they don't have, you know, they don't have, like, opportunities like, a, like an attractive kind of female might have right now in my position, you know, right? So an ugly guy, he just goes and does food delivery and then he keeps work. Like, but, a, but I'm a pretty girl. Like, I'm sorry. And so basically, I mean, I'm, I'm like getting up to it. I've just like, I'm very good at like, uh, entertaining people on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Like I'm really great at being a date. So great that I should be paid to be a date. Okay. Um, and I'm not that, like, uh, sexual. Like, I don't need, like, I'm, I'm busy. But um, I have a skill, dude. Like, people really love to be on a date with me a lot of the time. So, because, I, you know, I like to have fun. Like, I don't know what it, I like to talk. And I'm of a good age. And, uh, fuck. So... There's this, there's this app where you can actually get paid to go on dates with rich people. Now, here's the thing. It's like a lot of people, like I remember I had this one real boyfriend who found out about this and he was like, that's disgusting. He was like, those men are creeps. You know, they're fucking weirdos. Like, do not go out and meet with these fucking weirdos. Like, these are creeps. What are you doing? You know? And there's a lot of weirdos on there. That's for sure. Like, the, you know, there is a reason that they can't have a normal, you know, easy time with dating that they have to kind of pay to go on dates. But I will stop you there, too, because there's actually a surprising, lucky, surprising amount of attractive, very well-educated men, men and Almost all of these people, pretty much all of these people are millionaires. Um, some of them are, like, the guy that I'm going out with tonight has $5 million. And it's, like, um, it's, it's like, official. I don't know how they, like, officially verify it. But they do. Like, it's, this is, I've been on it for a long time. I don't go on dates with ugly, we, ugly guys. These are always, they're always cute guys um sometimes they end up being ugly in real life but the pictures are always cute and that's just like you know that can happen on any dating site like that can just dude guys say that girls lie about their pictures first of all my pictures look exactly like me and um men are lying men lie by taking a picture that's their accurate self 10 years ago and just leaving that up and becoming somebody else or they'll lie like there's a there's a few races that always try to look white on dating sites and I'm not like I actually heard about that on a documentary and it's actually true like uh there was this guy who they hide every part of them like I went on this one, I showed up my friends and I was like, what race do you think he is? 
Um, this is after the fact. I was like, what race do you think he is? They said white. They said Italian. And I was like, you know what? He's fully Indian. Um, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hiding the face because they, it's a discreet website because they're paying and stuff like that. So there's a lot of hiding the face. But I just go on a, like, I'm going to go for a drink or two for two hours and then I'm going to leave and hopefully he's going to pay me. He's a very, very attractive guy. Five million dollars today. Um, and it should be fun. Like, there's no pressure. When there's pressure, like, I used to put a lot of pressure on myself. And um, it wouldn't even be fun because I was just, like, during the date, just thinking so much about, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen after this? Like, what's going to happen at the end of this? But now I just enjoy myself and I just, like, actually have a good time like at the at the day we talk about things I like to learn from them like I like to learn they're all very they're all like ivy fucking league educated they are millionaires for a reason like they own companies they do a bunch of stuff like and they're very willing to teach you and like um it's just like it's cool and and, and they'll buy you the best drinks like the coolest cocktails and tell you about stuff so you just ask questions and like laugh and it's really cool so it's fun like this is great i'm i'm actually excited now but you'll see probably in my next podcast that it's bad so i try to i'm i'm just trying to tell you why it's like why it's not terrible like I do choose only guys that are cute in their pictures. Like, they are well-educated. They are actually kind of gentlemen. You know, they are... um, They're teaching you a lot. Like, there's a lot of great stuff. But what I've learned on every single one is... There does seem to be a fatal flaw every time. Like, there's a reason that they're on this site. There's a reason that they can't just be they can't just find love and they have to pay and you find that reason pretty fast like you find this quirk pretty quickly um may it be in their in their actual looks when you finally meet them or whatever it is their behavior (laughs) and and that's traumatic because I have to pretend like I pretend my strategy or whatever is I pretend to um like them and no matter what so they they'll do their weird quirks they'll do a rude thing they'll they'll go on a political rant you know they'll bring out like one guy brought out like 50 automatic rifles and boxes of uh, huge piles and boxes stacked to the ceiling of of bullets um and that wasn't even the weirdest thing about him actually like the guns were actually the coolest thing about him but uh and he was attractive okay sorry we're going off you'll see that it's going to be traumatic like i'm going on this day with this cute guy it should be fine you'll see it's going to be traumatic when i come back and that's why i kind of don't want to go um for instance a few times ago two times ago like I told you about the Indian guy that was the last time that was a week ago and um he said he was from Dubai and I just nodded my head um it's like a that's like a rich beautiful country I don't know if everyone knows okay sorry and uh we had good good conversation um his name was Jay this guy now his name is Jay too so I'm actually afraid that they're the same person but anyways his name was Jay and um uh, at the end of, oh, during the middle, he asked to hold my hand, and I, like, I, like, it was so strong that I, like, I did let him hold my hand for a second, and he started rubbing it, like, he started rubbing it so much while I was talking, <laughs> oh, that might not sound bad, but it felt really weird, I didn't like it, And I quickly, it was like, if you've ever tried to hold a dog's paw before, it, like, immediately gets awkward, and it, like, 
pulls its hand away. I was like that, like a minute in. And I, I always do this type of stuff. Like I always get extremely uncomfortable with these people and I will put it on me. Like they'll, they'll be like, oh, what's wrong? Do you not like me? And I'm, <laughs> and I'm always like, uh, no, I'm just a very nervous person. Like I always make it my own thing. I'm just a very nervous person. I can't. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. And then we go, we move on and it's like funny. Like I just go to other stuff. Um, at the very end, we, we walked back to our cars and he, he made me give him a hug. When the reason that I say made is because I knew, and this was the case that it was going to be a long hug. That's the thing is that, (laughs) that's the fucking thing, you know, (laughs) he like wouldn't let go and it just traumatizes me. I don't know what to say. I'll tell you more of how, why it traumatizes me. It was a hug where he was pulling me just uh, literally face to face hug. And he was pulling me in with both hands on my back. And um, he, I was looking away to the side and, and pretending to be a nervous wreck. And he said, no, look me in the eyes. Look me in the eyes, please. And I said, I joked about my nervousness. And I, I was like, that's impossible. I said, that's impossible. And that was funny. He laughed. That's impossible. I cannot look you in the eyes. He says, can I give you another kiss? I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's a good. By the way, he had asked me to get to uh, let him kiss me like 20 minutes before. And I let him give me a peck on the cheek. And I'm sorry if this is annoying, but that it was traumatizing. I don't know. Like, this is just how you survive in America, man. Like really sweet men have to peck you on the cheek sometimes so back to the hug um he's like can i give you another kiss i said uh i don't think that's a good idea and then i'm like pulling away i'm like ah pulling away (laughs) and he goes in a he's in this humor thing like he's you know he's like trying to it's funny right now and he says in this funny way he he goes no don't run away now there was a lot of truth behind this don't run away there was a lot of his life story in this don't run away and it was the saddest thing it was one of the saddest fucking things that i've heard in person because i was this you know, compared to him, like, compared to this guy, I was this cute little fun jumble of a cute girl. Jumble? Bundle of joy? And I was in his arms, and we had had a good, you know, talk. And if I just allowed it, this would be so great. But I instead was trying to get away and that's, and, and, and if I get away, he's left back with him, this big fucking, this fucking guy. He's back with himself. And, uh, it was, uh, he let me go about two minutes after, after that. So like, I was like, this is a great way to end it. This is a great way to end it. That's what I was yelling. This is a great way to end it. It's just traumatic, man. They're desperate. Last time I talked about this in a public kind of setting where like a big audience heard, a lot of guys were really angry in the comments and they were like, she thinks she's way harder than she is, which is, and all this stuff. But it's like, I'm just telling you what the fuck happened. And like, I'm not even, he was a great guy. It, it's just... You know, he sent me $500 and he said, he he decided, I didn't ask for it. He said, I want to send you this because I want to support you and, and you don't have to do anything. There's no, like, this is just how this app goes. And 
The reason that there's a $500 in there is not just because of the support that they want to give to me, a financially struggling, struggling, a financially struggling young lady. It's not just that support. It's also that I have to take in the trauma that they have. I have to take that in. Um, I just want to like quickly go over the good one, which is two, two dates ago. I only, I only like, there was a month after this date that I couldn't go on another one because it was so, in, it was so extreme. <laughs> two dates ago, there's a guy named Corey. His pictures were of him being like a 25 year old skinny white guy. And he had like $2 million. And, uh, I go meet him and it's been at least 10 years, maybe six years since he took those pictures. He's huge. He's, he's gained a lot of weight. He's, uh, let's say 33 year old. I don't know who has vaped a lot, done a lot of drugs and, uh, done a lot of, uh, alcohol. He has gained tons. Oh my God. The most. I'm going to gag during this story. He's gained at least 60 pounds. <clears throat> I meet him and I try not to look disappointed. <sighs> and he looks nervous about whether I'm going to be disappointed. Bitch, put the right pictures up. What the fuck? You are lying. What? Ugh. I still take control. I take, I take control of the situation because he's actually not that good of a conversationalist. So I take control and I make it a good conversation by just like getting, becoming, you know, finding interesting things to ask him about and being very interested in laughing and like having fun and, and getting drinks and all this sorts of stuff. Now, at this time, I actually felt pressure to not just have the date, I actually felt pressure to do the whole night with this guy, by the way, because I was like really desperate at the time. And, um, so we'll just say that right there. I, uh, I bring him to another bar, whatever. He like rants to me about how he's like, um, he's kind of on an opposite political side from me. And he's like ranting about it a lot. And and I just kept saying, hey, look, I agree, you know. And um, I asked him about his job and stuff, and he had nothing. There was nothing apparently interesting about his job. He just, like, owns a bunch of warehouses, and that's making him tons of money. Um, he constantly had vape. So, okay. Uh, let's go to the crazy stuff. He negotiates with me. They always ask me what my price is. And I'm always like, bitch, now I'm never going to give my price out again. Because I told him my price. I was like, yeah, for us to go home right now. Which, by the way, I was having fun. Like, we got wasted. Like, he's actually not that. His, he showed me his girlfriend. And trust me, that was his girlfriend. Like, I saw videos. It's insane. She was literally, like, more beautiful than Megan Fox. Like, I don't know where these girls are. He, he's a good, he's a good looking guy, like, for, okay, so I give him my price, and he negotiates down with me, for no reason, and I, I, I even, like, comedically, like, asked him about it, I was like, you're negotiating my, like, my body with me, and he's like, I can't help it, I'm a man, I love negotiating, you know what I mean? Anyways, he, he negotiates down and like we actually go like a little bit lower than my fucking price and I hated that. That's crazy. It's very rude. <laughs> and um whatever. It doesn't matter. Like we go back to his hotel. <laughs> he just moved to Austin. He get he buys me a bunch of stuff at the store that I need. He just was like, What do you want, by the way? Like we bought a bunch of stuff. And it was nothing, it was like granola bars. But, um, and then he bought a pack of White Claws. And, um, we went to his hotel, we drank some White Claws, and he kept asking me if I thought he was attractive. And I'm not good at lying. <laughs> so I would, like, be, it would put me in a really bad position, because I would, like, just say yes, but, like, 
I'm not good at lying. So I would just be like, yeah, like it was very put me in a bad position because like I can lie in this indirect like, oh, I'm nervous. Like I can lie there. But like um, telling me yes or no. Hey, yes or no. Do you think I'm attractive? I'd be like, it's like that's it's it was really hard for me. Um, now let's get to the good part. So he try he gets me. So we have to kiss. And I do a closed mouth kiss. I try not to. I don't like the kissing is insane with people that you don't think are clean and attractive because it's all up in your brain and you're in your face. You're putting all of their greasy, problematic, you know, oral hygiene. You're putting all of that in your face right up at your eyeballs, right up at your nose, right up at your mouth. You're putting it all right there. And, uh, so I do close mouth kind of, I accident. So here we go. I accidentally open my mouth and, uh, so I don't know. My tongue is just around there. Like accidentally my tongue touches his tongue, like accident, just like a, like a little, okay. My whole life, all of the making out that I've ever done in my entire life, I've never noticed a flavor on anyone's tongue. Like I've always been like, that's surprisingly cool. Like no one's tongue actually has any flavor. Like it's been, it's been nice. My tongue touches his. I think to myself, oops, back up, you know, whatever. And immediately I, as I'm thinking, oops, back up, I get a wave of the most putrid, poisonous, my whole body, my face squinches, my whole body jerks back. His tongue tastes like if you put a dumpster in a blender, uh, a raw food dumpster, rotting raw food in a blender, and then dipped your tongue in it really fast. I swear, because it actually makes sense. It's like there's probably a bunch of rotting food on his tongue. Um, it was a bad taste. Like, it made my whole body, I couldn't control it. And I tried to, obviously, like, in this guy's hotel room, like, I obviously don't want him to notice anything. So, but my whole body actually doled it backwards. And he took a step back and he goes, oh, do you like kissing me? And I said, uh, I'm just a really bad kisser. I just can't. I'm so, I'm just a really bad kisser. Um, he tried so hard constantly for me to give him oral sex and that was never gonna fucking happen um I said I wanted him to use a condom and he agreed he was like okay yeah he he had sex with me without a condom and like you know 10 seconds in I was like oh I I said that uh I said that we you know I wanted a condom and he was like I was gonna see if you would notice Uh, yeah. And by the way, like, some people are like, maybe, whoa, you're having sex with this guy. A long time ago, I noticed that with some of these white guys, sex is the least, sex is the least difficult thing. (laughs) They're little three inch, like, I, I barely feel, it's a tampon. I barely feel like it's nothing. That's why a condom is awesome because then it's like it's literally nothing. It's literally nothing. Um, Kissing, uh, like I said, was awful. Talking, you know, sleeping next to them, that's awful. But the sex, like it's, it really is. I mean, you know, it's very fast and it's, Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, but by the way, I'm not doing it anymore. Like this guy, I'm doing two drinks. It's a two hour drink thing and I'm leaving. Like I'm not doing it ever again unless I actually like the person. Like I was having sex with this guy, not liking him. So traumatic. Like I spent a month after that uh, recuperating. Like I didn't like it. Um, So anyways... Yeah, the sex was whatever. I mean, it happened, and he fucking did it without a condom. Like, yeah. Um, He did it without a condom, and then we went to sleep. So, 
This is crazy. Um, right before we go to sleep, he says, by the way, I'm checking out. To- I have to leave tomorrow for work. So you can actually just have the hotel because I have to leave at like 7 a.m. You can have the hotel after that. And you can even try to stay until like 4 p.m. I'll ask them if you can stay to like 4 p.m. and stuff, you know, before you have to leave. And I was like, dude, fuck yes. That's like a big deal for me. Like, I love that. I would love the hotel to like get my work done and like be myself and chill. That's like amazing. Um, now we go to sleep. I'm on my side far away. I do not cuddle with this. <laughs> I hear a sea monster moaning. Um, it took me a very long time to realize because it's literally like if a giant Disney movie villainous atrocious like whatever the word is atrocious sea monster was dying moaning groaning and it took me forever to be like what is that and it got it got really dramatic and very loud like like probably the whole hotel floor could hear it and I don't turn around but I start to realize that it's him uh jacking off his like flaccid little he's moaning it's like the loudest it's like like and he's this I couldn't believe it you know what I mean as soon as the last loud one happened he basically immediately fell asleep I guess and started snoring in the most I mean the the most gargly the biggest baddest snores just those just ugh. and I thought no so I sneak down to my car downstairs and I sleep in the driver's seat until 6 20 a.m at 6 20 a.m I sneak back up to the hotel and pretend to sleep next to him he wakes up as soon as I get into bed and starts getting ready for work. Like he has no idea. I listen to him getting ready for work. He brushes his teeth. He, he like a uh, gags into the sink for about 30 minutes. Um, he's a very mucusy guy. I hate him. Uh, he finally leaves, bro. Um, here's the crazy shit he finally leaves and i basically immediately get up like as soon as i know he's gone which all of these guys just so you know a note all of these guys will come back in they always forget something quote unquote like they in quote whatever like they always come back in so they leave you need to wait 10 minutes he comes back in and then they leave again then you wait 20 minutes and then it's safe so then I went up, I got up, dude. I went downstairs. The hotel had a breakfast, bitch. I got like a healthy breakfast. I brought it back up. I was chilling, dude. I was so happy. And then I got in bed, started watching videos. Like two hours in, he comes back in. I don't have makeup on. Like I, I'm, this is my day. This is my hotel. If any, like, him coming back in at this point is a breach. He gave me this hotel. He comes back and he doesn't knock. He just opens the door. I could have been doing anything. This is my hotel now. Um, when you give, like, this is a huge, like, social norm rule. When you say you can have the hotel after seven when I leave, it's yours and you check out. That is their hotel now. You need to knock, bitch. You don't you don't just open a bathroom door. People have rooms. Like there's such thing as real privacy norms. And um he just walks in. And luckily I wasn't doing anything crazy. Like my brain w- went through a checklist as soon as he walked in. I was like, "Oh my god." Like he walks in. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" He tries to hang out. He's like, "I don't have to do work anymore." Um, I'm like watching a video that I need to watch for like my job and, uh, he like comes and lays next to me. I hate, I hate him. And he comes and lays next to me and then he tries to get under, 
I put my head under the covers because I don't have makeup on. And he actually goes under the covers, like, right next to my face and goes, what are you looking at? What are you doing? Like, and looks at my phone. So I get up 10 minutes after that. And I just go, oh, I have to go get something from my car. And I just fucking leave. And we haven't spoken since. <laughs> um, I feel like that was a boring story, but, like, it wasn't boring when I was like going through it in my head afterwards so we'll see i'm sorry if that was boring like let's go back to other shit really fast before this ends <clears throat> um this guy was like uh what would people say at your funeral and um like you need to start behaving for your legacy like do you want more money when you die or more people at your funeral? And a lot of people answer that they like the legacy thing. They like, they want a lot of people at, you know, you want a lot of people at your funeral. You want people at your funeral to be saying nice things about you, um, to be, to be loving you so much and everyone's coming to your funeral. So I get it. <laughs> it in order to do that, you need to start helping people. Start start good at going out of your way to be sweet to people and help people out and and give back now so that those people go to your funeral. When I think about my funeral, that's the worst thing that I could possibly think about. Um, when I think about, my, like if I died today, my body would go back to my parents' house in Atlanta. And like most everyone that I know is not in Atlanta and they would kind of be like oh dude you know you know they'd hear that I died and they'd be like oh shit you know god and they'd hear oh where you know is there I don't know, is there a funeral like they wouldn't even I don't know a fourth of them would even be like hey is there a funeral and they'd be like oh it's in Atlanta with my parents and they'd be like oh you know I'll leave them to that. Like, I'm not going to go. There's absolutely no fucking way that I'm going to go. Um, so now let's center around Atlanta or my family. I like, I have very few people in my family and those people don't even really like me. So people in Atlanta, it's like very few people that I know at all. Um, those people would feel very uncomfortable going to my funeral because they'd be like that's a fam it's like a family affair it's like would they be invited they'd be like oh i'm not even invited like what do you mean like what am i going to show up that's like creepy what i'm saying is like when i think about my funeral i think no one is coming no one it's going to be my parents making it and no one really coming like they would probably feel a lot of responsibility like oh who's you know they'd probably hack into my facebook which is awful and like try to find people you know it'd be really really bad nobody like they'd message everyone which would already they'd be like reading my shit but they'd message everyone and everyone would like reply back like oh well i can't come to atlanta though so sorry like nobody would come to my funeral and so Thinking about that and making that important, first of all, I don't care. I really don't, um, if I died and, like, was able to see my funeral, I would kind of try to choose not to because I don't give a fuck. That doesn't sound good to me at all. Like, I already know that my parents, they love me, but they don't like, they don't even know who I really am. And they don't really like me. So even if it was just them crying over my casket or whatever, um, that doesn't even comfort me at all. Like, that's like, oh, no, you know, they they're saw so, they're sad that that they lost someone that they never knew. Like, what's going on here? Um, I don't know, man. I just like think living my life. For the idea that there's going to be a funeral. That's like those people who like put a lot into the day of their wedding. I'm just not one of those people like the day of my wedding sounds also not equally as stressful. But like it also sounds like a stressful like, oh, my fan, you know, my family. Like, what are you talking? 
all these people like everything being put on to me like whoa what the fuck that doesn't sound good at all the wedding day of your wedding doesn't sound good at all to me um it might be good like later on but like the funeral doesn't sound like it would really ever be that great uh and living my life trying to get people to feel a certain way about me where they would buy a goddamn plane ticket just to like meet my parents and look at my dead body like to try to live my life where they would do that um isn't good like there's so many people that I like love and shit that if they died like I I I don't go to their funeral like no like I'm busy I I no I that's not I can't I cannot fly over there for their funeral no um I've already asked my parents once and I need to remind them again to not have a funeral for me. Cremate my body, get rid of it, have your own little meeting at home. Do not try to invite anybody. Like, that is insane. How much more sad would they be, like, if they're like, man, you know, I, nobody's here. Like, it's insane. That's awful. That is so bad. This sounds really negative, but it's actually... I like it. It makes me more comfortable that, that, like, what's negative is this guy asking me this question of just, like, hey, hey, you know, figure out your funeral. Like, you make sure, make sure you're behaving in a way where you're going to have a great funeral. Um, that's negative to me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to live my life. Like, he's like, what, how would you rather die? Uh, with more money or more people at the funeral? Neither, bitch. Are you fucking serious? I would rather die having had a happy life, bitch. Are you serious? That's insane. I'm live I'm trying to live every moment um happily. <laughs> I'm going to go out of my way and like not be as happy so that people will come to my funeral? Um, so I think a lot of men love the idea of legacy. That's what I've noticed is like men are always like about legacy and women are more just about like, uh, I don't even remember, but, uh, so men might be more like, yeah, but I really want people to remember me at my funeral. Like, um, you know, you can figure that out for yourself. Like, how do you want to live your life where when you die, it's like, Oh, they made a lot of money. Or, oh, everyone's at their funeral because they were loved. Or, oh, they they loved their life. They had a good life. They did. They expressed themselves to a T with everything that they did. They did what they wanted to do. They tried to do that, and they pretty much succeeded. Um, they died doing what they loved. You know, they... Whatever. And, um, since I hope th there's really no funeral, I don't even want a funeral. How about no? It'll just be kind of my parents talking and, and they'll be like, yeah, I, I already told my parents. I was like, look, if I die, just know that I died happy. <laughs> like, I just tell my parents this stuff because they have this kind of the f whole funeral stuff. They have this whole tragic way of thinking of of life of oh my god i hope you don't die you know before we do i hope you don't go out there and die you know are people gonna come to your funeral like oh my god and i'm like when i die bury me in the backyard don't worry about it know that i was happy and i don't know man i'll do the same for you like stop so i hope that kind of helps some people like do not if your funeral stresses you out <laughs> don't have a funeral that's that it's up to you bitch it's my body don't drag it around shaming me and being like look how unpopular she was nobody's here bitch that's my body fuck you no i'm gonna sign a contract that says nobody looks at her nobody talks about her get her nobody bother like stop it leave me alone <laughs> I, w I had fun. I made friends. My friends are flying free around the world. None of them need to come over here and, and say sorry to you. Um, bitch, 
please. So that should be, like, good. So I'm leaving you with, like, who's your top five? You know, chill out about your funeral. If it stresses you out, like, who gives a fuck, dude? You know, figure out how you want to live your life. Like, um, remember to have a big enough why so that that's your motivation. If you lack motivation, it's because you lack a why. That is your motivation. Find your why. Why? Ask yourself why a million times until you get to the thing that you fucking actually care about. The thing that actually says, tell, makes you want to get up from your seat. Ask yourself why until you're like, oh shit. And then you get up from your seat. That's your why. And put that around everywhere so you, you remember it. Um, oh yeah, I forgot that I'm a comedian. Let me see. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I look like Dora, the explorer, if she grew up and her new mission was to sell Molly. Like, uh, instead of backpack, it's drug sack, drug sack. Instead of map, it's like crack, I guess. I don't even know. What other objects does she have? Monkey? It's not even a monkey. It's like something else has a name. I have to figure out all her objects. Last thing I'm going to leave you with is a uh, gaydar. Gaydar is way stronger. Everyone's like, oh, I have a gaydar. Bitch, I had no idea how strong gaydar was until very recently. I'm a straight woman as of today, November 11th. I've been a straight woman and uh, cis woman. like, And <laughs> so there's this lesbian girl at this comedy club that we have to stand in the back for it's like an official show we have to stand in the back behind these gates and um there's this lesbian girl who works there and she talked to me for a while before I didn't know she was a lesbian and she was like talking to me and um I remember at the end of that night she winked at me and I I was like oh my god and I I got scared because she's very beautiful (laughs) and cool and I uh got scared and like ran away she was like on the intro of this big youtube video she just was there pouring a drink she's a bartender at this place she was there pouring a drink at the intro of this huge youtube video and in all the comments they were like that is the hottest girl i've ever seen and i agreed i was like yeah dude yeah i mean she's very beautiful so whatever (laughs) she comes to the back of the gates one of the last times I ever fucking talked to her now. Now I'm scared whenever I see her and I think she noticed. But um, she comes to the ba- She comes to the gates and she goes, hey, you, you need a drink? Like they, they have to come back to our gates to ask us if we want to buy a drink right there because we can't go up to the bar. She's like, you want a drink? And I was like, I don't have any money, no. And she goes, I'll buy you one. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. And she's like, no problem. She goes and she comes back with a whole drink and a whole shot for me. And she takes a shot with me. And I was like all bewildered. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) thank you. Like, and I took a shot with her and I was like, thank you so much. And she goes, no problem. She's like walking backwards. She looks me in the eyes with this like, no problem. I like, you know, I like you type of look. And I suddenly like it my gayness inside of me unlocked for a second and I like I was like looking at her with that like and she gave it back to me and our gay vibes hit each other and it was a uh it was an earthquake bitch like that's gay dar I feel like like that's actually the gay dar it was a it was she caught me it was she caught me bitch it happened and I looked scared. I like jumped and I was like, ah, and she smirked and turned around and left. She caught me. She made me, (laughs) she made me gay for a second. And then she caught me. Men listen to this because men are like more like, I don't want to be gay. Be careful, bitch. If you're gay for a second for a gay guy, if a gay guy turns you for even that split second of thought and he's he's gonna catch you and that's the he's gonna catch you for a second and that is 
very extreme bro so that happens and i'm be i'm i'm overwhelmed with like just sweating and i turn around i go to the back of this crowd of us comedians in the back and uh i go to the very back like five people deep next to this guy and i'm like ah, hi hi uh, my friend ray hi hi and he goes hey that lesbian was giving you very uh i forgot he was she was he was like giving you a look i saw that loving look that you guys just shared and i was like you saw it too like it was it was huge it was so huge it like sent waves out to other people it was like a huge moment so be careful out there like and after that i you know i still have this I'm scared of her. It's like a crush. You know, I, I, I'm terrified. I'm fucking terrified. Like, once you really realize how big of a, de- uh, of a deal it is to, like, perhaps become gay, it's so much more brave, you realize. Like, you know, it, it, or magical, too, of, like, too kind of uh, just magical of, like, you know, turning gay for someone. Like, the whole thing, like, falling in love. It's like... It's very magical. It's like a big deal. Um, it's terrifying. So props to, you know, gay people for, for doing, for, you know, that's a huge, that's like almost um, childbirth. Like when you're like, oh, wow, mothers are doing a lot with childbirth. That's, I almost feel like that about gay people. It's like, wow, you really did that? Like, you really did that transition? Fuck. Like, you, when you really realize what that is. Poof. It wasn't hard at all for me to get with guys. Because it was, like, very natural. It's like, okay, here's what we do. And we get with guys. That was easy. But the idea of switching to this one girl or something like that. It's like, oh no 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 so props you guys are brave i'll leave you with that thank you guys so much for being there and um i hope that it wasn't obvious that i had a huge salad and like you know those meals where you you hate yourself you're like why the fuck did i just do that yeah um so it's in me good night